This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, the first hour, our two guests representing the Minneapolis Star Tribune. John Breen, Megan Ryan. Now let's talk some Timberwolves basketball. Let's go on the other side of the river. St. Paul Pioneer Press, Jace Frederick. He joins us here via the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Jace Frederick. Jace, how you doing, my friend? Hey, like pretty good, man. About you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I saw you guys kind of walk past me briefly on Monday down there for media day and Clearly, you guys were down there talking to everybody, and I was talking to the listening audience and interviewing Tim Connolly <laughs> and, and the people that were sent up to me. But uh, it's good to have basketball back. It's going to be fun to be back at Target Center. My initial question for you tonight, though, is in all of your years of covering Timberwolves basketball, where does this season, uh, from an anticipation and from a just excitement level, where does it rank for you? It's one or two. Um, I guess I would go with one. Uh, two, obviously, then being Jimmy Butler's first season in Minnesota and all the buildup that came with that. Um, I would only put this higher because this team, I think, legitimately, like their f- fans have like home court and maybe even like Western Conference Finals aspirations. Whether that comes to fruition or not, we'll see. But like the, there was such like a buildup from last year, like in the excitement that just kind of continued to grow exponentially throughout last season as they as they reached the playoffs and the fun people had with this team and now they made other big moves um they've they've had other splashes in the front office and the roster and like that excitement i think is just carried over where like the jimmy butler deal kind of just like created the excitement there this already existed and now it's even higher and anthony edwards makes it even higher for people and whatnot so i think this is number one and then that jimmy butler year would be number two and then probably just tips first season would be number three Jace, I, I'm 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 with you in terms of like when I look at this season and the anticipation, and part of it is just me being older than you. Um, is is this one? I would have to put it at, at number two, and the only one that surpasses this in terms of excitement level and anticipation is the year in which after the Wolves uh, lost to the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. I was all revved up for the next year because I was like, man, let's run it back. You know, we we would have got to the finals if not for the injuries that happened to Sam Cassell. It seemed like everybody started getting hurt down the stretch. I'm like, let's run it back. Let's do this. And it wasn't meant to be. Sam Cassell's head wasn't on straight. Latrell Sprewell was talking about feeding his family. He needs more money and all that. So that derailed it. But yet from an excitement level and anticipation, that was the year. This one is right up there, and I'd have to say it's number two for me. Yeah, um, I'm with you, and we'll see now if this actually reaches, uh, if it if it warrants the excitement or if it falls apart um, like that last one did. I certainly think this is more likely to be built for success, but, you know, as somebody who was watching the Wolves back then, I, I don't think anybody would have predicted that team's demise that quickly either. So things can change real quick. Uh, 
but it'll be interesting to see where this goes. People should be following you on Twitter if they are already not following you. They should. But uh, something really interesting you tweeted a few hours ago. You said Anthony Edwards only ate fried foods on the weekends this offseason, and he does not plan to eat fried foods during the season. That's a pretty big dietary alteration as he's looked to get in better shape and put his body in the best position to hold up over 82 games. And that is significant. Like, when you've got a young guy that's in the league his first couple of years, he's having fun talking about Popeyes and Mickey D's and, you know, what he's going to eat there as as you're sitting there um, talking to the media and just having fun on Zoom or in person. Like, that's the the next phase for him is the whole dietary stuff. And it typically is with young players, right? You come into the league, you're a young guy, whatever. You don't really care about what you're putting into your body. But then as you start to be a vet and you start to get experience, you start talking about, you know, hiring a chef and all of that stuff, like – He's already a monster on the basketball court. Once he adds and blends that into it, man, his potential is just going to absolutely be off the charts. Yeah, you're 100% right. Like Chris Finch even said this last year when we asked about like Ant's diet. Now, what did you think of him eating you know, the post-game Popeyes, the post-game McDonald's? And he's like, it is, he's seen so many players come up to the ranks now and, and rookies and second-year players. He's like, the diet is always like kind of the last, piece of it it's the last thing to come because you know like if you're in college or whatnot you're used to being able to eat whatever you want and it's fine like you don't really feel the after effects of it um but when it does click uh, when you are like okay how can i make another step and then it's kind of like well physically you can improve um i think then when that clicks for guys and they see like oh when i eat better i am in better shape um i'm adding i'm staying slim but putting on muscle mass uh that's huge. Um, and that's, that's, I think Anthony Edwards. Now, if you look at him, like his arms are huge. Um, he, he looks like he added a ton of muscle, um, and did it kind of the right way with just like eating better. Didn't, doesn't have to be like perfect. Um, you know, it's certainly with his age, he just turned 21. Like he doesn't have to be on like a Tom Brady diet, but just cutting out some of that fast food. And then like with the tons of lifting, he did this off season, like you see the results. And he said, even like alongside looking better, like it's, he said, I have more energy. Um, I just feel good. I haven't ha- felt any issues with my knees and whatnot, which is all great news for Timberwolves fans. Yeah. Talking to Jace Frederick from the St. Paul Pioneer Press here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO, courtesy of the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. Give a follow on Twitter at Jace Frederick. Um, I, I want to stay with Ant for a second. You were in the room. I was not in the room when he apologized um, publicly in-, in front of media members. Um, mm-hmm. How did because I can't speak to it because I wasn't in the room. I was upstairs doing a show. Um, how did it come across to you, just just being in the room and hearing it out of his mouth and just his body language, all that? How did you take it? How did it re- how, how did you receive it? Yeah, um, I think he was pretty nervous during all of it. Like You'll see like little smiles and whatnot during it while he was you know, giving these apologies. But I, I really kind of read that as like a nervous smile of like, I'm not used to being in this situation. Uh, I do think like, you know, just seeing other people um, and kind of pointing out what he could have done better or differently. He oftentimes, like, he pulled out the, I'm sorry if I offended anyone, which is always kind of like a, doesn't sound the most sincere. Um, and then he, he kind of, every answer was, um, you know, like, okay, what do you think you can do differently? He's Or what can you do now to kind of make amends? He's like, I'll do anything. But you could tell there he hadn't found any answers yet um, or looked deep enough into it, I guess, or hadn't put together a plan yet. So it was consistently just like, I'm really sorry, I'm really sorry, I'm really sorry. And there didn't really seem to be, like, a plan of action yet. Not to say that won't come, uh, but, like, I don't know if everybody who was looking for certain apologies or next steps for Ant 
heard what they would have wanted to hear yet. And that's not to say it won't yet, but it was kind of a lot of just, I'm sorry. And it sounded like a guy who was really nervous and I think realizes he made a mistake. And now it's just like, okay, what are you going to do about it though? Yeah. I, I think that this situation is the, oops, life just got real for me moment for Anthony Edwards. Like he right. understands that he's um, an emerging basketball star. He understands that he's starting to go to a different sort of level with celebrity status in terms of like the movie thing and all of that stuff, whatever. But when you um, say what you said and you um, have the attention, the negative attention, the negative press that comes out of that story, I think that that was his moment where he's like, you know what, man, I, I, I know that I hurt people. I never want to hurt anybody Life is coming at me really fast, and I gotta fix this, and I gotta figure it out here on the fly. Yeah, I agree with you, um, and and I think like it's still a process. Like he's still in the early stages of that process. Yep, um, I'm sure the Wolves will plan more stuff for him as well. Like, and he seemed open to embracing that. And I, I think he'd embrace any opportunities. I just think like he's probably at a point where, and this might be a youth thing too. He's kind of waiting for those opportunities to be presented to him. Uh, versus maybe going out and seeking them himself. But I certainly do think he's in a spot right now where, like, if anybody said, hey, will you come do this, I think he would do it. Um, he seemed eager to do that if it was placed in front of him. But, yeah, definitely, like, he's learning how to handle these things, and he's probably hoping he doesn't have to handle things like this uh, very much in the future. Um, hopefully this is kind of a one-and-done type of deal for him. Another interesting tidbit from your Twitter account is um, you said that this seems to be the plan for the Timberwolves this season that Edwards and Cat play the majority of their minutes together. D'Lo and Rudy Gobert play the majority of their minutes together. Is that something that you're, you're, you think is going to happen, or did they? was there a little bit more insight and perspective that they gave in regards to that being the plan? Yeah, so I think Chris Finch is kind of like reading between the lines. That's been kind of clear, but Mike Inori, assistant coach, came and talked to us today um, after practice. And, and it was kind of thrown out there, like, hey, do you see that kind of being how this plays out? And Mike Inori has a major hand in rotations. And, and he said yes, and it, and it both kind of fits into – and I really appreciate this because, like, what difference does it make if you tell us now or if you show us in the first game of the season? Like, exactly. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know? And uh, it's, so it, it's like, yes, like, they think Cat and Ant, like, they fit together. Like, Ant loves the pick and pops with Cat because he thinks it clears the runway for him. D'Angelo Russell's a really good pick and roll player. Um, can really take advantage of a diving Rudy Gobert, who's a great screener, like he did with Nas Reed in past years. And then, like, Nori was talking about it. D'Lo and Rudy Gobert like to play, like, three stints and a half. Um, so they'll start the game, take some rest, play a little bit between the quarters, end the first, start a second, take a rest, and then finish the half. Where Ant and Carl both like to play a huge chunk to start the game, and then sit out a chunk in the middle, end of first, start of second, and then play a huge chunk to close the half. So they both prefer that. Anton, I mean, D'Lo and Rudy like to do the other thing, so it's really easy to match them up from that perspective as well as skill set. So while they'll certainly all see plenty of time together, all four of them, um, I think we'll see like those combinations leading the charge when the other two are sitting quite a bit. You know the guy that I had a lot of fun talking to earlier this week was Kyle Anderson. He's just a, yeah. like a super like calming guy, man. Like like he's very very just chill, kind of low key, but just a, like like you can tell he's a guy that is going to want to have some fun and, and be a leader in the in the locker room. But there's a very much a calming presence that he brings, I think, to the team. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like I that is, and everybody has said this. I think Tim Connolly, Chris Finch, like that is a super 
not talked about enough signing that they made this offseason. Like, he was, like, their free agent target. Like, that was who they wanted. And then the Gobert thing happened after that. Um, but they really wanted Kyle Anderson. And you can just see him talking to him. Like, you mentioned the calmness. We talked about him as a leader in on media day, and he's like, hey, I'm not going to be like the always getting on guys and whatnot, but if I see something that needs to be said, um, I will step in and my voice will be heard. Uh, and that's exactly what it feels like, too. Like, in his interviews and whatnot, he's, He's very like laid back, but constantly thinking about your question and going to answer it. But you know, and sometimes with a smile, and but also always with a lot of thought. And that just kind of seems like who he is. Like, and that's what it looks like when he's playing too. Like, very deliberate, uh, but impactful. And that it's the way he speaks, it's the way he plays, and I think it's exactly the kind of guy that you want playing heavy minutes in your rotation to be like a stabilizing and productive force. And he's got one of the coolest nicknames in all the sports, Slow Mo. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I don't know if you talked to him about it, but yeah, he said he's had that since like yeah, uh, like sixth grade or something yes, like that. that's like, what he told yeah, me. Very early on. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I, I'm like, I, how are you in the sixth grade getting that? <laughs> yeah, how do you peg a middle schooler as you've got like a slow game? You know, like, it's good. You know? If somebody's slow mo in sixth grade, I'm like. Yeah, that kid's probably not going to play varsity basketball, you know. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show, man. I'm looking forward to us hanging out and, and watching plenty of uh, Timberwolves action this season. But uh, Jason Frederick from the St. Paul Pioneer Press, man, I appreciate your time tonight, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Always a pleasure, Lake. Talk to you later. All right, Jace Frederick joining us here on The Lake Show. Jace is awesome, man. And he's like my, he's, he's like my roommate. Like when we're sitting there, like he sits right next to me. Yeah, you're like Tom Hanks and uh, Peter Scolari, Boots and Buddies. You're like, you know, tied it to him. Tom Hanks and who? What, what's the reference? Peter Scolari. Give, give me the, give me the what, what Boots and Buddies, the, the 80s TV show? Uh, You've never heard of Boots and Buddies? No. No? Not hip, I'm sorry. Man. I blanked on that one. I, I, I just got to be straightforward. I, I blanked on that one. Sorry. Wow. Okay. It's not happening. Okay. Not happening. All right, coming up next. It doesn't mean talk- it's not right. <laughs> talk a little gopher football. Uh, any concerns that the Gophers might slip up after their uh, big-time win over Michigan State? we discuss it next year on The Lake Show. Hello, Coolio. Rest in peace to Coolio. Passed away yesterday at the age of 59. Used to rock out to some Coolio? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I never bought a Coolio album or Did a you? record. or anything. No, I didn't. I mean, I, I'm not saying that I wasn't a fan. I was, but it, mm-hmm. it, it never um, – I never bought a cassette or CD of Coolio. I mean, if I heard the song on the radio, of course. Turn yeah, it I, yeah, I, I think I, I, bought, I bought a CD from a Best Buy in Fargo when I was going to school at North really? State. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I had CD money back in the day. CD money. I had CD money. I had CD money, too, when I was in college. <laughs> yeah. I was running my butt to Tower <laughs> yeah. Right. Hold on. By the way – let, let me just go ahead and clarify that. Okay. I didn't have CD money. I got CD yeah. money from my parents. <laughs> my parents, when they would when they would send me that check, um, that little stipend or whatever that I would get. Yeah. Oh, I made sure I was going to get one or two CDs from, okay. from Tower Records. I'd hop on the Martyr train and go out to Lenox Mall and right across street from Lenox Mall, you walk into Tower Records and it's like, what do I want to get now? Uh, see, uh, I probably- Low in theory, one week. Uh, public enemy. The next, I just man, low in theory by a tribal quest. See, I I, sh- I probably should have used my educational funds a little more wisely, but yeah, I I didn't. I mean, that was big money for me back in the day. 
You know, Always. It's like, I got the, man, I CDs got weren't cheap, brother. No, they were not. I mean, they were like, what, 14 bucks, 14.99, 19.99? Like, they were. What? Where were you buying CDs from? I was buying them from Best Buy. Like, there was a Best Buy right off of uh, bro, 12. Bro, it. I was buying CDs for 10.99. Really? Yeah. Oh, I got From Tower Records of all places. First off, if they were on sale, oh. it was 9.99 on sale. Man. You were buying you were spending like 20 14.90. Well, oh, maybe, you were getting robbed. Well, I think maybe it was like the, you know, like the dual uh yeah, maybe that's what it was like 19.99. The dual? What? Well, you'd have like two CDs, you know, kind of like Yeah, but that wasn't everybody wasn't putting out no, dual CDs no, back I, in the day. No, I know, but oh, <laughs> everybody yeah, wasn't was, well, everybody wasn't doing all lies on me Tupac. No. No, but no, I I remember I no, I I paid 14.99 for a CD at uh, Best Buy. Yeah, right up, right by the West Acres Mall. Jeez. All right. Now you wonder why I'm so bitter about seating. No, uh, never mind. I mean, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, All right. Um, well, the Gophers need any luck this weekend. I, I don't really have a specific take about this game. I, I, I don't. I, I have to be fully transparent with you guys. I haven't broken down Purdue. I saw Purdue, what, a couple of weeks ago. They grabbed a lead late against Syracuse on the road. And then Syracuse ends up winning the game, like in the on the last play or something like that, whatever. So that was like a heartbreaking loss. I do know that Purdue's got some injury issues, and the Gophers are favored by I think like twelve points. Twelve points, yeah. It's it's twelve. The over under is fifty two. So so for the Gophers to lose homecoming at home this weekend, I don't see that happening. Not the way that we're running the football right now. Yeah, I, I think. I think Mo Ibrahim, the way that he's running, and I mean Trey Potts. Trey Potts has looked good too. We, we had no idea what was going on with Trey Potts last year. We're like, I, and I think there was concern. We're like, is this something that's really serious? Because the Gophers were being very fag, and and we didn't fr- know. Frankly, it's none of our business. And it looked ugly when he left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it did. So I I hope that we're not looking at a situation where you get a little bit too hyped up. Coming off that big, because I mean, they dominated Michigan State in every facet of the game. You can look at the, all of the stats, everything favored the Gophers. But then you, when you're watching the game, sometimes the stats don't necessarily tell you what happened to the game. I don't even think the stats did the game justice. I mean, like the, the Gophers. No, the Gophers, the, the Gophers, they, I think that they were even more. I'm with you, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I think they were even more dominating than the, the way that the stats read. Yeah, and like I just, they could have easily won that game like fifty nothing. Oh, they they could have a- absolutely. So I'm hoping for their sake that you don't kind of get lulled into this little bit of complacency this week against Purdue. Read your press clippings and then get all full of yourself. Yeah. And, well, we're ranked now. We're good, we're yeah. yeah we're big dogs. Oh, there are people that say that we should be in the top ten. Yeah, and, and I mean. I understand that's hyperbolic, but at the same time, I mean, how many, we've already heard Henry. Oh, the Big Ten West isn't real strong. You know, Wisconsin's not the Wisconsin, you know, Iowa can't score a touchdown. It's like, all of a sudden, we're looking at the the Gophers, are they the clear favorite? And that's where I get a little nervous that people are starting to get a little too excited for this. I'm like, let's, let's pump the brakes because really you got one tough game coming up. I think you got to go on the road to Penn State. I think that's the only tough game that I can see on that schedule as of right now, but that could change. So just, I think you got to come through with a strong, a really strong showing against Purdue homecoming. And then just don't, yeah, just don't, 
Don't let down. Hey, the schedule, man, This and we'll talk about this more when we get more into Gopher football at another mm-hmm. time. This is a very, very winnable, great schedule for the, favorable. For, yeah. for the Gophers to absolutely take advantage of. Like, this is a great – if there's any year for them to contend for this conference – this is it. This is it. Yeah, I, no I, I hate people when they're like, well, who did you play? What about your schedule? You don't know what that schedule is going to look like at, you know, two or three years. And you don't know that. It's not like the Gophers looking at this and cherry picking all of these. Well, you, you know, can, well, yes and no. Like you can, you can, you can go ahead and schedule some other really good. Right. Opponents. But I mean, in terms of like conference opponents, like. No, I get that. Yeah. yeah I'm talking I, about I non-con. Mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, non-conference, you know, you can schedule East Central Iowa Technical State if hey. you want. You know how I look at this right now? Yeah. Now that we're rowing the boat, you know what I say? What? Bring on Bama. Bring on Bama. Man. Bring on Bama. Man. What y'all want? Man, Nick Saban. Are you saying Nick, Sa- Nick Saban don't want Bring to Bring on Bama. Damn. Wow. All right. You heard oh, it. Nick man. Saban. Come up to Huntington Bank Stadium. <laughs> All right. Coming up next, we'll take a look at the local weather, and then we will go around the NFL. Next. Another hit from Coolio. This was his second probably biggest hit, Fantastic Voyage. I love the video. Like, this video is just awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fantastic Voyage. The uh, the Vikings making the voyage over to uh, London. We'll see how things play out here. Which brings us to uh, a segment that we do each and every week. It's called Around the NFL. All right. So tell me this, will it be a fantastic voyage back for the Minnesota Vikings if they are 2 and 2 or will they be 3 and 1 when well, they come back? I think this is an interesting matchup cuz I don't believe in the New Orleans Saints offensively. Jameis is hurt and Jameis has to be completely healthy for him to be an effective quarterback. And what I mean by that is look, he's coming off a torn ACL. He also, what was it, in week one, injured his back? Yeah, he's got, like, several back fractures. Like, that doesn't work. So, her Jameis, not good. Mm-hmm. Alvin uh, Kamara, Kamara, however you want to pronounce his last name, because you, you hear both, mm-hmm. he's been battling injuries. Michael Thomas didn't practice. So, like, the state of their offense, questionable. Their defense is good. Like, that's the thing that sne- the, the Saints' defense is legit. So, especially when there's bounties, but you got to score. So I think that this is going to be a fantastic voyage for the Vikings. I do believe that the Vikings are going to get um the best of this matchup, and I think that the the Vikings do get to three and one. Yeah, I saw the practice report, and you know, Zadarius Smith not practicing. Dalvin Cook said that he wants to play with that shoulder. I don't know if I'd play Dalvin Cook in a game not. like this. I wouldn't, I wouldn't play him. Uh, Against yeah, his I, defense? No, not, yeah. not with that shoulder. Roll with, that's why you keep Alexander Madison. But, but I'm with you. I, I, this is not Drew Brees to Michael Thomas and Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara from a few years ago. Yep. Like, this is, you know, this is Jameis Winston playing with a broken back. Vikings are favored currently mm-hmm. by two and a half. Hmm. Okay. All right. The line started at Vikings by one. So I think actually the number comes down a bit. 
I think when it's all said and done and they kick off on Sunday, the Vikings are going to be favored by two. Yeah, I, I could see Which that. Which is fair. Yeah. And, the and Saints' I, offense, man, is banged up, and they've looked bad. Yeah, they, they lost yeah. to Carolina, didn't they? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> they, that, uh, that NFC South is, is a mess. Absolutely is. Is Romeo Dobbs the number one wide receiver for Green Bay? I mean, I know Alan Lazard is kind of the guy that you know Aaron Rodgers has the most familiarity with, but he was talking up Dobbs in the offseason, and I mean, eight targets, eight catches last week, 73 yards and a touchdown. The number the one receiver for the Green Bay Packers is not Romeo Dobbs. It is Alan Lazard. Okay, He is the number one. The only reason why... Maybe it doesn't come across that he's the one. It's because he's been dinged up. He's been hurt. He missed week one, right, because he didn't play against us. Then he came back week two. I think he scored a touchdown. Lazard's their guy. But I think that Dobbs is good. Yeah. Dobbs is, I think, what they wanted Christian Watson to be. Yes. He might end up being better than Watson, and Watson's the guy that they took in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Christian Watson was, you know, an early draft pick for them. Speaking of early draft picks, I mean, you got Justin Fields. I know that, you know, you're a believer in him. I I am too. I don't know why they don't pull the trigger with him more, but the Bears are two and one. Because they haven't surrounded him with good talent. Are the Bears as good as two and one? I mean, are they a two and one team? Yes. Okay. Because I cannot look at the Chicago Bears and say, no, they're not really a two and one team. And then look at the Vikings and say that we're a two and one team. Because seriously, I mean, the record, it is what it is. The Vikings very clearly could have lost to Detroit last Sunday. They didn't. They took the game from the Detroit Lions the same way that Chicago, although they haven't been playing any world beaters, Mm -hmm. they've gotten the job done. So I look at the Bears the same way I look at the Vikes. Both teams have got a lot to prove. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not, I don't trust the Bears' offensive line. No, I, I'm not a bear lever. Let's just say that a bear lever. I'm not a bear lever. I mean, they they barely got by the Texans. It sounded almost like you said Ben Lieber. No, I'm not a Ben Lieber. <laughs> I'm not a Ben. Lieber. I am a Ben Lieber believer, but I'm not a a Chicago. Are you bear a believer? Lever. I'm a believer. Yes. Wait, we're not talking Justin about- Bieber. Oh yeah, I'm a Justin Bieber believer. Oh my goodness. Uh, no, Are I'm- you a fan of Justin Bieber's? I am. Uh, Ah, uh, not really. Really? No. I'm a fan of I'm a fan of the Beebs. You like the, the Beebs? The next time the Beebs comes and does a concert yeah. in the Twin Cities, I'm going. There's only one Justin in my life, and that's the one on my T-shirt right now. Justin Nathaniel Timberlake, part of NSYNC. I like I like I like Justin Timberlake. You know, Justin Timberlake, man, he's great he, in concert. That, that group doesn't exist anymore, by the way. Uh, well, don't tell me that. You know, it's not a. Just let me have my moment. <laughs> I mean, moment. you want to know how much I bought my NSYNC CD for back in Fargo? $25. <laughs> oh, man, I paid 25 bucks for an NSYNC CD. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, people that might be listening to NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, if they don't continue to, uh, you know, get their poop in a group, as my wife would say, who gets benched first, Mitchell Trubisky, Baker Mayfield, or Jameis Winston? Trubisky. Okay. Because the Pittsburgh Steelers invested a first-round pick in Kenny Pickett. Yep. I've said this, that Kenny Pickett should be starting right now. Kenny Pickett is the guy. You go through the growing pains with him right now. Yes. And I know that, that Trubisky's got the experience. Mitchell Trubisky is not good. Sorry. Pickett's the guy. Pickett's the guy. 
but Mike Tomlin has not had a losing record. Is this the year two? He Mike might Tomlin have a losing record a loser- with him, though. He yeah. might have a, a losing record with Mitchell Trubisky. That's the problem. And, and I mean, Pittsburgh, you talk about a And you bet. know Tomlin's my guy. Oh, I know he is. And Pittsburgh's got an awful offensive line. But look at their playmakers. Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool. Like, you know, George Pickens, they've got some real playmakers there. And I'd like to see Kenny Pickett get his shot. Hey, are the Jags for real? I mean, they lead the AFC South, and not only that, but they've got the most points scored and the least points against through three games. I have to sit here and say, and I know that the sample size is small, but I think that Jacksonville, they could be for real. Seriously. And you know the main reason why I think that they're going to be so much better? Doug Peterson? Peterson. Yeah. The coach. Look, look, look. I don't think that Trevor Lawrence is ever going to be an elite quarterback. I, I, I'm not really? buying it. No, I think, wow. I, think, I think he'll be okay. I don't think he's ever going to be worthy of the number one overall pick. But Doug Peterson can coach, man. The guy's got a ring. Yeah. Philly was dumb with that one. Yeah. I, now, I know it's working out right now for Philly. They're undefeated. Mm-hmm. But Doug Peterson, hell of a coach. He's got a proven track record. And, I mean, if you can – a year ago, think about what was happening to the Jags. And now what they've got, that's a great turnaround. Hey, is Bill Belichick on the hot seat? It sounds crazy, but they're one and two, and it looks like, I mean, if you look at the trajectory of the other teams in the AFC East, Buffalo and Miami, I mean, and even the Jets have some good young talent. Right now, they're the third best team in the AFC East, and I just don't, I don't see that really getting better. There's no way that Bill Belichick gets fired this year. He could go five and 12. And he might. You think they're going to fire him? Absolutely not. No, but I mean, should should that seat be a little bit warm? Not this year. Not this year? Okay. No. Nope. I, I don't know, man. All right, finally. Is Bills versus Ravens the game of the week? Ooh. I mean, That's I, a good one. The, the, the schedule, I mean, there are a lot of dogs this week. A lot of bad matchups. A lot of bad matchups. So, just by default, that would have to be. I'll give you that. Okay. Because I'm I'm looking at it right now, and I mean, nothing. Well, what about Kansas City and Tampa? I mean, Kansas, I don't know. I'm having a hard time jumping on that Tampa bandwagon with all of their wide receivers hurt. That's the thing. And, and It's still Brady versus Mahomes, it, though. It is. Don't hate. I'm not hating hate on it. Hate less. Hate less. But, I mean, look at these, look at these barn burners, right? I mean, you got Jets and Steelers, Seahawks and Lions, Bears and Giants. Commanders and Cowboys, Browns and Falcons, Cardinals and Panthers. You know, I mean, this is who you got to be a hardcore football fan. I think that the Ravens, Bills, and also the Chiefs, Bucks, those are the two games of the weekend. Okay, that's fair. Those are the two. You notice we didn't mention uh, Packers and Patriots. (laughs) Of course not. Coming up next, we'll do headlines. That's next year on the Lake Show. All right, it's time for headlines, something that uh, we take from late night and we bring it to the Lake Show, where Christopher Tubbs will go through some some key headlines of the day, and we dive into some that are, it includes a local item, a national item, maybe business, and sometimes sports entertainment. All right, let's get to it, H. Lake. There was some speculation that U.S. Bank Stadium might host a football game Sunday after all. Mm-hmm. Well, word has come down, 
And that despite the damage that Hurricane Ian has done to the area, that the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Bucks Sunday night football game will stay at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. Now, as the hurricane got closer to landfall, the NFL was making preparations to move the game to U.S. Bank Stadium. Now, the stadium was available because the Vikings are in London to play the Saints. And in a text message to our own Vanita Sakar, uh, U.S. Bank Stadium General Manager John Drum said that his staff was ready for the game to be moved on a moment's notice. Quote, the NFL was very appreciative of our willingness to make a seemingly challenging task a reality. I'm fortunate to have a great group of professionals here that were willing to give up another weekend to make this happen. Yeah, you know what? This is good news. Like, it's, yeah, we would have loved to have been a part of it and been in the national spotlight and showcased Mm -hmm. U.S. Bank Stadium, but it's good news in that if the game is going to be able to be played in Tampa, that means the damage is not as extensive as maybe previously they thought it was going to be. Yeah, and and, I mean, you... You always want to try and play those games. If you're the NFL, you definitely want to try and play those games as much in your home yeah. market as you can. And that's too. revenue that Tampa that they they're going to need. Yeah, and that, I think the absolutely. owner said that he's going to give a million dollars towards the uh, the efforts to uh, to really help out the area. And that's great, absolutely. Hey, there's a reason that Donald Trump is riding out Hurricane Ian at his Florida Beach Club. He was scheduled to be deposed at Mar-a-Lago tomorrow as a defendant in a class action lawsuit. Now, the revelation was made public in letters filed to court Wednesday by the lawyer suing him. They're trying to question the former Trump, uh, the former president, rather, in an ongoing case that accuses him, his adult children, and the Trump organization of deception and fraud as they allegedly promoted scam businesses. Now, John Quinn, one of the lawyers representing a group of people accusing Trump, told a federal judge on Wednesday that Trump refused to move his deposition out of Palm Beach, even as the hurricane approached. Quinn and his team didn't want to fly into Florida this week, given the severity of the storm. They said that Trump's side wouldn't move the deposition to Bedminster, New Jersey, where Trump has a golf club. The court had set a deadline of tomorrow for lawyers to be able to question him and others in the case under oath. Hmm. We'll see how this shakes out. Yeah. It's just, you know. One more thing every day. It's yeah. I, it's I'm, a never-ending story. I'm kind of getting them confused because they're all kind of running together. <laughs> For me, it's like, oh, okay, Trump and something bad. Never ending story. No, it doesn't. And uh, finally, like we, we've talked about Coolio, um, but here's something uh, in terms of uh, just high prices and rising interest rates. It affects a lot of things. Mostly, you know, people focus on the housing market, but it's also putting used cars out of reach for a growing number of shoppers. Mm. Now, that's bad news for CarMax, the nation's largest used car dealer. CarMax reported today that their earnings plunged 54% as the number of cars they sold in the quarter fell to 6.5% compared to a year ago. Oh, boy. Yeah, the company blamed vehicle affordability challenges that stem from widespread inflationary pressures as well as climbing interest rates, lower consumer confidence. Well, I know that um, trying to find a vehicle right now is tough. Yeah, Everything's went sky high. Not just vehicles and airline prices and food costs. Everything is expensive. Yeah. Everything. Oh, gosh. Coming up next, let's talk some Minnesota Viking football. The Purple Insider himself, Matthew Collar. He joins us to kick off the final hour of The Lake Show. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.